Hmm. Are veins a little... Hang on. But veins carry blue blood, so that's deoxygenated, right? So they're coming back. Is yeah, that right? You know the blood's not actually blue, right? Oh, no. Has it gone... Oh, is it the vein? Is it the... No, I know what it is. It's like the sky reflecting the sea, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, that's fine. I do want to do a podcast at some point with just you and films and or TV shows because there's I think you've got a good in it. That's, that's just my problem with it, talking right? about films like yeah. it's a very popular. It's the same issue I had with book club. Like there's lots of book club podcasts that so you can't just do a book club podcast. You have to do something niche. I'll do there's, what I want, there's, Adam. There's even a lot of no, you can't, Terence. You just can't. You oh, will never no get way. the exposure. I just rock up here, don't I? You do. You're the guy with all the equipment. Well, I said not all, in a all the equipment. sense. Hello and welcome to Money for Old Rope, a podcast ostensibly about idioms, this week hosted by three of your favourite people, Sam, Terence and Adam. Hello. Hi, Terence, what's your idiom? The lion's share. Sam, what's your idiom? On the cards. My idiom this week is, it's not rocket science. I'm still less surprised every time we don't clash on these things. (laughs) It's not rocket science. Does it feel like it's reaching some sort of singularity where eventually we share enough common sources of entertainment and media that we're going to just get the same inspiration at some point? You're just going to pull one from Hello Internet at one point. No, at one (laughs) point it's just going to be, we all say at the same time, we all go, ooh. (laughs) Just join the hive, mate. (laughs) What's the South Park episode? Goobacks. What? No, the ones where the Apple geniuses retreat and they just... Oh, like, human sentai pad. And then it's just like... Pfft. Is that yeah. what happens? Yeah, it's, yeah, the, it's, it's also oh. the subject of um, the documentary, uh, Seven Days to Air. Seven Days to Air is the South yeah. Park documentary on how they make it. Oh, him. I've seen that. It's, it's really good. And Bill Hader's there, just sat in the background. Yeah. Terence, well, should, should, should we start with yours? Yeah, uh, the lion's share. Um, yeah, when would you use that? Have you, have you ever used it? Uh, maybe as an insult. Like he took the lion's share of that. Okay. Yeah, or, or not you? not as an initial. Maybe being a bit being a bit passive aggressive about somebody that's huh. taken a bit more than they should have done. Maybe. Mm. And it, Interesting. It's not. Mm. I don't suppose it's supposed to be an insult, but no, more of a. You can make it an insult. You can make it into an insult. All uh, right, Toby, <laughs> etc. I don't think I ever took it to mean taking more than you should. I thought it was just like the the main, the majority, the biggest portion. All oh, right. It. Okay. So you just so you... Uh, yeah, and you take the lion's share. That's because yeah. you've done really well today. You know, I don't like think it's like he took it, even though he shouldn't have. You've not deliberately taken it. You've just well, you yeah. might have, but it's not a bad thing. Okay. You can say yours. Everyone yeah. else took little mouse-sized pieces, and Brian, yeah, and Brian took the lion's share. Where's Brian? Brian? Oh, he's dead. Is he Brian the like, lion? Because he ate too much. Brian the lion. Oh god, maybe. <laughs> um, sure, why not? But yeah, sure. I, I, yeah. Why is there not a character called that anywhere? It just feels like it'd be a serial character or something. Serial? Uh, not like in a killing. No, oh, like, right. Yeah, like like on the on, box. On serial, yeah. Yeah. Not Brian the Lion. Yeah. Buy my oats. That's not what a lion sounds like. I do enough lion noises like all, all the time. <laughs> what's the name, of the, books, what's the name of the lion bar? Lion. Surely that must have a name. I don't think it has a Jeffrey. name. Jeffrey. Have you, have you ever seen the lion on the Tate and Lyle? The, okay. Yeah, the golden syrup and all that stuff. Yep. And it's a, like it's it's very sticky lion. Yeah, it's a lion, but it's dead. It's a dead lion covered in um like flies and whatnot and and the whole thing is that it's from sweet from death does come sweetness or what you know it's such a colonial logo. Mm. Yeah. I mean it's a old sugar company. It's gonna be essentially the East India trading company. Like <sighs> it's horrible, I imagine. Yeah, but it inspires the um 
there's a, a biblical story when Samson kills a lion and returning to its body finds that a swarm of bees have assembled a honeycomb inside it. And Lyle's founder, Scottish, it was called Abraham Lyle, put Lyle on the thing and it says, out of the strong came forth sweetness. And then just went off and made an absolute bomb off of sugar. And Isn't that. fairly sure there's a proper weird literary reference around this. What, the lion share or the lion no, logo? No, like the... The, the sugar thing, the sweetness coming from a lion. Is it in like Hercules or... Well, this is Samson. Something. Samson kills no, the lion. No, but there's a riddle at some point and that, something like that's the answer. Oh. Uh, God damn it. Having the lion share of something. Yeah. So we're, we're right then, basically. Having the lion share of something is just having the biggest bit of it. Yeah. Be it for negative yeah, reasons much. or just having ended up with the biggest bit of it. Yeah. Cool. So I'm assuming. Uh, you, oh, I hope you where, know. Where, the where do you think it comes from? At the Serengeti. The Serengeti. Straight yeah. from the Serengeti. Straight Go. from the Serengeti. Set the scene. As Sam said a moment ago, colonial England. Right. Okay. Which I'm pretty sure covered the uh, colonial Serengeti. England. Just England. Just England. Colonial England. And the many tubes that sprang forth. <laughs> big, big industry, tube industry, and went over straight to the continents wherever they conquered them. Um, yeah, yeah, but the Serengeti. So we're talking colonial con- conquest, England. Great Britain, Great British Serengeti. Yeah. Um, and it was a bunch of toffs from mm. probably from Eton at the time. Eton toffs. And they were just they, they were going through shooting animals as mm. they are wont to do as hunters and realised that the lions were getting lazy mm. and instead of just going out and killing their own prey, the lions were following them on a daily basis and then following in their tracks and just eating the uh, gazelles and various other things that you get on the I, I assume you get gazelles, maybe antelopes on the Serengeti. Sure. And um Impala. Yes, and they, 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 no. The outcome of the hunt was that the lions got the share of the wealth, and then it gradually got shortened over time to the lion's share. Ah. That's okay. my non jokey answer. That's your no, non jokey that's answer. That's my, well, okay, that's my, probably my jokey answer. My non jokey <laughs> answer is that the lions in a hunt tend to get the majority of the meat, and the, the sort of yep. vultures and stuff that come mm. afterwards get a smaller portion of the meat. Right, so the okay. lion's share of something is so it's just. more of a, just an observation yes, of, yeah. in nature, the lion gets the lion's share because yeah. it's his share. To it's have. it's a boring, lion. boring, literal explanation right okay fair enough but i don't believe that i believe the british people on the serengeti doing the hunting okay fair enough huh? yeah, i think, think the boring ones oddly like it's yeah they kill things right then okay. they eat what they need to and then they leave it and then all the smaller animals come along okay how old 1600s 1800s 18 1860s 1860s oh okay well it's uh from aesop's fable the lion oh, share. God damn, Aesop's fables again. Gets everywhere. In which the a lion claims the full amount of the spoil after hunting with a number of other animals. In one version of the fable, the lion claims three quarters of the kill rather than the whole. They've needed three other animals to fight over the remaining quarter, making about three quarters the technical definition of that version. So if, yeah, you okay, can actually pull sense. someone up, you're like, mm, actually, yeah. Oh, who, invent, who, who invited the pedantic person? We're going on about decimating things next. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Right, so yeah, so there's uh, there's two versions, two main versions. So there's one called the Phaedrus version, with the P- P-H-A-E-D-R-U-S. Um, that's the Latin version. Debs didn't know how to pronounce that. Yeah, Phaedrus. Yeah, it begins with a reflection that partnership with the mighty is never trustworthy. It then relates how a cow, a goat, and a sheep go hunting together with a lion. When it comes to dividing the spoil, the lion says, Right, the lion said, I take the first portion uh, because of my title since I am dressed as king. King Lion. That's my name. 
Brian. Brian. King of the lions. Brian, the king of lions. Brian, lion king. Lion bars. You from eating the rest of the food. Um, I called those ang bars as a child, which... Ang bars, which what? I think is a great show of how I intelligent it was, because, like, I, I associated the fact that lions went, like, ang, like, making a lion noise. Ang? And I could detect, like, what? a lion being on the on the bars and then conjugate those two things into an ang bar. Can, what, does anyone I, want to praise me? Are no. you making that cognitive leap now, or did you make that cognitive leap as a kid? I obviously just... made it as a child. Mm. What do you mean, Ang? Yeah, mm. Oh wait, that's from that's from the Wizard of Oz. That's where you're getting that, that from. Who is this? He's a very creepy. It's <laughs> like a leg gummy lion. The damaged voice box. My cat's got a damaged voice box. He goes. Your <laughs> dad does. My cat. Oh, I thought you said I don't think my dad well. does. Sorry, sorry everyone. Sorry, dad. I say I met him. He didn't sound like the lion from Wizard of Oz at all. That's the noise that they make when they're eating their share. Constantly Arm. demanding a heart, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Anyway, so the second portion you will assign to me also, since I'm your partner. Then, because I am stronger, the third will follow me, and an accident will happen. To anyone who tor- touches the fourth. That's weird, Damn isn't it? dick, this line. Mm. Yeah. This Not only was... is he taking it all, he's then append- essentially putting a gypsy curse on the <laughs> name. <laughs> Pretty much. It says, this was listed in Fable 339 in the Perry Index and was later the version followed by William Caxton in his 1484 collection of the fables. 339? So... He wrote more than 339 fables. Did Wait, is that fables as a whole or is that Aesop's fables? I don't know. Um, like how many fables did The he... fables. It says capital F, so it could just be Aesop's fables. <laughs> this, this, that's a lot of fables. Many fables. But, I mean, he was pretty much just like... It was all of knowledge, wasn't it? Mm. We do. Went, oh, we'd get a lot of like idioms that. from him as I well. I if that's where King of the Jungle came from. I, I didn't know it was that. Maybe. Mm. But then... The, the, oh, there's something else. It's a, a, in La Fontaine's fables. There's a fourfold division between a heifer, a goat, and a lamb. Uh, each of these, the lion retains because he is king, the strongest, the bravest, and will kill the first who touches the fourth part. So, okay, so it's got to be like yeah. three quarters, but and then the the other one's just like a tip or something. I imagine the others didn't do much in that hunt though. There's a Greek telling as well, the Barbarous version. And in that one it said, a wild donkey and a lion who go hunting together. So that's only two of them. Uh, the first outstanding for strength, the second for speed. Well, the donkey's known for strength? This doesn't make sense to me. You know donkeys kill things? Do they? They leave them in fields with or like other animals. They kill and like, the donkeys defend the herd from like coyotes. There's like videos well, of them just like then. killing coyotes. They are, they are strong animals. I mean, they are just like condensed, like sh- squat horses, aren't they? Mm. And horses are pretty strong anyway. But these ones are little... I didn't realise for years. I mean, no, no, now obviously that a, a mule is just a cross between a horse and a donkey. Yeah, it's a sterile mm. mix between us. So the alternative fable of that, the, the lion's share or whatever, there was a Persian poet, Rumi, and he began by... Ar- orienting the reader to interpret the fable in a spiritual sense melt away your existence as copper in the elixir in the being of him who fosters existence you have fastened both your hands tight on i yourself and we all this ruin is caused by dualism that's dualism again do you remember yeah i remember you uh, dualism <laughs> you're, you're disparaging I conversation i think i was yeah. around for this one but yeah in that one so that's 12th century the lion had a wolf and the foxes Hunting companions and the lion ordered the wolf to divide the catch. And when it did so in three parts, tore off the wolf's head. Wow. 
What a guy. Just as a lion tore the donkey to pieces in Aesop's Fable. All right, okay. So the so lion kills the donkey in Aesop's Fable. What was the oldest one? This, this one's 12th century. But well, Aesop's Fable is Aesop's Fable's even older. Century. So when is Aesop's Fable then? Ancient Greece, 620 to 564. That's Aesop's Fables? Yeah. Oh, wow. He was a slave and storyteller believed to have lived in ancient Greece. There's yeah. multiple so, people, right? So this one says, the ant in the grasshopper, the tortoise in the head, the lion and the mouse, the fox in the grapes, delicious, the boy who cried wolf, mm, the fox and the crow, the north wind and the sun, the goose. Well, I mean, he's got a type, doesn't he? He's got a very clear, like, well, there's two things, let's explain it with the fable. If people were collecting his stories in the 1800s, it was definitely written in the 1500s. When did references to Aesop's fable start Oh, they just found all the. I don't things. know. It just seems a bit much that, like, right. oh, it's an ancient Greek slave that wrote all these, well, and it's bear in mind, it we've kept it longer than nearly every other written piece of text we know yeah. about. Well, we get a lot. Oh, of... They were reinterpreted in different verbal registers. But we've had different. Um, we've also had different written oh. periods of history, though, haven't we? Because we have some periods of history that are written down and then yeah. lost. Mm. We have others yeah, that have like, somehow managed to keep. Was like, it the Library of Alexandria? Yeah, yeah. it must be sad. That, doesn't it? The fact that most of the world's collective knowledge was lost in one fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like That's what you would say, wasn't it, though, wasn't it? In like it's insurance claim form. <laughs> Just be like, what did you lose in the fire? And he's like, the Library of Alexandria. some collection of all human knowledge to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I still like the theory that there's, because you know how the Vatican has a vast, vast library of yep. texts that's just never been digitized or anything. Nobody really? outside of the Vatican understands what's. Apart from Dan Brown. Apart from Dan Brown, Apart from Dan Brown, he knows the prophet. Yeah, um, yeah but so say we all. there's a lot of there's a lot of text down there, obviously, and a lot of historians really, really itch to get access to it because they reckon there's a lot of hidden secrets or it's just missing periods of history that are documented down there mm. that are not documented anywhere else. Mm, that's the point. Well, this one says that uh, it was all oral tradition, um, but they were not collected for some three centuries after his death. By that time, a variety of other stories, jokes, proverbs were being ascribed to him. Yeah, Although so some of that material was from sources earlier than him or came from beyond the Greek cultural sphere, the process of inclusion has continued until the present. So we, some of the fables unrecorded before the later Middle Ages. So we just ascribe everything to Aesop despite the fact that we find an old Aesop. story that no one knows the origin of. Yeah. Well, Aesop, he was prolific. Probably made that up. Yeah. yeah. But it's based on a well-known story. So, And then somebody probably said it maybe it was Aesop at some point. I like it. Lion share Inconclusive. But, but potentially... Easy. Pretty old. Yeah. Really quite old. Is there a yeah. modern equivalent, really, of the lion share of something? It's pretty... Uh, I've definitely heard the donuts. It. Taking most of the pizza. Hmm. Nice. I just really want a pizza. My idiom this week is, it's not rocket science. What does it mean? When would you use it? Uh, if you're being one of those people who's like... Yeah. Uh, this this thing of which you could never really understand until you've done it or worked in that industry. Somebody says oh, that's not rocket science. Like somebody saying it's just common sense, but really, the studies to say that you know, common sense is not hugely a common thing. Uh, okay, so your interpretation of it is that it's not necessarily something that's simple, but it's simple to the person that's being derogatory in the statement. Yeah. Okay. Eh, yeah. It's not rocket science, right? I remember being sat next to somebody on a on a master's and I think he, he knew everything that was on the board because he's a very, very intelligent guy. I think he works for Google now. Um, and he, he just turned next to me and he had, and he was just doing this formula and I was like, what's that? So it's rocket science. Actually, literally <laughs> rocket science. He was just doing it. <laughs> it was just, like, did he just carry that around with him and doodle it every now and again? So people could ask him and he could go, oh, it's just, just rocket science. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I was very impressed. I was like, that is gibberish for me. <laughs> Um, it could very well more been. power to you, sir. So it could very well have just been gibberish, then. I'm trying to understand what 
machine learning is in a very, very, very simple way. Yeah, Sam, concur? Yeah, just sort of someone putting down a sort of topic and saying, yeah. It's a put down. Yeah, it's like you should be able to do this because anything other than the most difficult thing I can think of is obviously easy. But we've already been to the moon. I mean, it's interesting that you both use it in that way because a lot of what I found was you just describe it to simple things. Like, I'll just Mm. go and get some bread from the shops and then you start moaning about it, making up excuses to why you can't go. It's not rocket science. Just go and get me some bread. Would you use it like that? Mm, Yeah, maybe. But a lot of the examples... It's it's like maybe if they didn't know how to read a map. It's about some function of the journey. How to get outside. Yeah, just trying Mm. to put your shoes on. Just like... But in that... that instance if you can't do that why doesn't the other person why is it, there's clearly something wrong in the relationship that they have to be that passive aggressive in it <laughs> as opposed to just helping right you know ben can't tie his shoes it was just an example can he not tie his shoes we went over this the other night oh are yeah possibly? are you just starting a rumor because he's not here no today? no he, he, does, does, he does the bunny ears one he does bunny ears things which i'd never seen but he showed me and it looks far more complicated than bunny ears no no you, you just you make tie two loops yeah, you do a single single knot yep and then you just make, make two loops and then, and then just, you tie those together and then you tie them again if you need extra stability. So I did that up until I was about 18 because nobody ever showed me the other way. And then I was on the Duke of Edinburgh in this shed in the middle of the woods. Like we found this mirror. It was really weird. And we were like looking at each other. Going, we haven't looked at a mirror in about four days. And then as we were leaving, <laughs> it whispered. He went, just do it the other way. <laughs> and, no, one of the other guys was tying his laces, and I just thought, in this moment of honesty, I was just like, could you show me how to do that? And he, went, and he laughed, and then went, oh, oh no, yeah, I suppose, yeah. I mean, just do it like that. I was like, oh, that's way better, because I kept having to stop to tie my hiking boots. Wow. I've, I've never even considered that you would tie it in a different way. I didn't know anything about this bunny ears right? method. Because no, you've, you've I've, got the I've heard make it, one loop. It. You can understand making the one loop, and but, but then you wrap around and do the... Yeah, you make a loop. So I have no around, idea how I do it. And then, no, I wouldn't be able to if describe it. If you did it slow, it. you'd do it wrong. It's not rocket science. What do you think the origin is? Talk, talk to me about, like, talk be... to me about dates and things like that. Yeah, so... I don't know. I get that sort of space racy sort of... When was um, Yugi Gagarin in space? Yuri so Gagarin, yeah. 60s? Yuri Gagarin. Late, late 60s, early 70s, right? Yeah. Um, oh, no, but then rockets before that, it was that the was like the, the German yeah, rocket during the Second World War, and if they'd finished it, then they would have, like, everyone was just like, oh, the war might have been over at Well, they had rockets, something. like the V2? Yeah, yeah rocket, those ones, right? right? Like, I think so you're, so you're talking you're talking space race era. Do you mean yeah. American or Russian in origin? Um, it would have had to have been... The Americans, surely. Because yeah. there was always a race, but it was really difficult to get it right, and there was always issues. But maybe it was from a film? If you're thinking space racy, what sort of years are you thinking? Um, so when did we go to the moon? 1969, so early, mid-60s, 60, 60, 60, yeah. 63, 65, something like that. 60s, mid-60s. Or was it ascribed to like a quote of somebody just off the cuff? They've been making rockets for years, Chinese. Was it John like Lennon? Ancient China made rockets. <laughs> Chinese rockets were a bit questionable in terms of if there were rockets though like I mean, solid fuel that you can fire at things at people yeah don't hit the upper atmosphere with a chinese rocket though it doesn't don't say a space rocket true yeah. rocket science doesn't specify no it doesn't it's a thing that goes to space it's just mm. a particular propelled are you leaning are you trying to coerce us more into the into media and culture and like a film it's a quote from a film i mean would you <sighs> in which case would it if it's from that era what kind of films would have done it I assume that at no point during 2001 Space Odyssey did somebody say, all right, Hal, 
And he's like, well, it's not rocket science or something like that. It's not movies. I'll derail. I'll derail you. It's not movies. I was just interested in the sort ah. of in the sort of era that you were going for. Okay. Um, you're right in the sense that it's American in origin, right? Mostly due to America's adoption of rocketry and the sciences surrounding it before yes. other countries. So rock, uh, rocketry, rocketry in the okay. sense, not ancient Chinese rocketry, but like okay. modern rocketry. What we I mean, think they of. They had a lot of. They stole a lot of Nazi war scientists. Didn't that, they? That's very, 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 very accurate. It yeah, is my to, next point. to develop some of the rockets and they like poached some of them. And one of them was, oh, there was some guy who was in charge of all of their kind of rocketeering in, in during the Second World War in Germany, and they, they poached him or he defected, and then the, I don't know, I don't know his name. It's, so the success of the 1940s and 50s rocketry experiments in the U.S. contributed to the general feeling in the population, in the yeah. collective consciousness, that an understanding of rocketry required immense brain power. Yeah. And it was because in the Second World War, the USA had brought a lot of Germans over. Yeah. And a site I found suggested that around the same time, rocket scientists meant German, meant clever. And this mm. was probably helped by the one particular German who went to the US after World War Two, or maybe during World War Two. I don't know when he was shipped yeah. over. Famous German physicist. Oh, Einstein. Einstein, thank yeah, you. Yeah, of course. Um, yes. It was around the sort of, there was a period of, in yeah. the US history where they thought like, oh, German meant smart, meant rocket yeah. scientist, meant intelligent. Was he German or was he Austrian? Where was he from? Um, I don't know where he's from, but he was definitely, I'm sure he escaped Germany. Now, which part of Germany that was during World War Two? because it kind of grew, grew and then smart contracted. Bit. <laughs> the smart bit of Germany. Um, yeah. During the space race, President Eisenhower was supposedly supposedly asked how the Russians had beaten them to the first orbiting satellite, uh-huh. and their response was supposed to be, their Germans are better than our Germans. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I thought that was quite good. What a guy. Um, pivotal. That man. <laughs> so, I'm going to name some pivotal, pivotal, I can't even say the word. I'm going to name some pivotal, Pivot. pivotal space Pivot. race. Thanks for the friends reference. Pivotal space race moments, and I want you to tell me which country, uh, Russia or the US, oh. was the first to do it. Okay, go on. So the first artificial satellite. Um, artificial satellite? Yep. Very Rather than a Rather than Sputnik. It's, it's a name for a particular reason. So first artificial satellite. Uh, we're going to have to say the US then. If you mean, mean Russia. Oh, it was still Russia. All right. Okay, first right dog in orbit. Russia. Uh, Russia. Can you name the dog? Sputnik. Bonus <laughs> no. <laughs> Sputnik the dog. Sadly no not. Uh, uh, Toto. Leica, Leica was the dog. Um, first, or first photos of the far side of the moon. Oh, uh, the far side of the moon. Far side of the moon. Oh, Russia. well, there, there was no. Russia. Thank you, Sam. All oh, right. The first human spaceflight, and you named him earlier on. Oh, uh, Yuri Gagarin. Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, I named him. That's the only person I named. Yuri Gagarin. Yeah. Um, Russia, obviously. In case that wasn't a clue from the name. Yeah. Uh, the first woman in space. Russia. Russia. Yeah. Valentina. Tereshkova, or Tereshkova, I can't really pronounce that. This is why American was so desperate to land the moon, because they just kept getting by all this yeah. bad PR, didn't they? First multi-person crew? Russia. 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 First landing on the moon? By human, or, or by the satellite. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah they got caught up by that one. First thing crashed um, into yeah. <laughs> no, the first, the first unmanned uh, mission to the moon was Russia, and yeah. successful, so... Um, and then the first humans on the moon was the US. And famously, there is supposedly like a hall of astronauts or something, or a, a hall to famous people in Russia in the yeah. in the space agency. And it's got like Russian, 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 Russian. And then there's that... the Americans at the end with just like yeah. first humans on the moon. Yeah, go yeah. you guys. But obviously in the US, the big PR was around. Hey, we were yeah. the first guy to land on the moon, guy. Well, they still um, use the the Russian Soyuz rocket up until like, well. 
Probably they still do actually because yeah, they, they, it was the same rockets and just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you name oh. the three astronauts uh, on that mission to the moon? The first successful US mission to the moon. Human. Uh, uh, Buzz Aldrin, Neil Buzz Armstrong, Aldrin and Neil Armstrong is one. Um, Who stayed in the command module? What? Oh, um, Buzz Aldrin did, didn't he? No, Buzz oh, Aldrin. No. Oh no, it's the other guy. Yeah, the guy that. Yeah, Joe Johnson. Was it Louis Armstrong? <laughs> Louis Armstrong. <laughs> um, no, it was uh, Michael Collins. Michael Collins. Michael it's a Collins. very bland name, though. It is. It really is. Yeah. It's a very generic name. So Neil Armstrong. And you, oh, no, it's not you just kind of feel sorry for the Neil guy. Armstrong's supposed to be the dullest person. It was around the 1980s that the phrase fell into common use in relation to football, oddly. So phrases.org lists an example from the Daily Intelligentsia. American football. December 1985, American football. Uh, coaching football is not rocket science and it's not brain surgery. It's a game, mm. nothing more. Yeah, I've heard those two together. Yeah, I wondered if that was like the, the co-opting of the two phrases, if that mm. was the period at which it's not rocket science and it's not brain surgery. That's just named two You get it's not things. rocket surgery occasionally. There's a tongue in cheek. You do. Yeah, you get that, you get that um, weird sort a malapropism. of... Malafor. Malafor. Which in, is mm. itself a contraction. Yeah. A malafor is a contraction of... Oh, God, I can't remember now. I'll look at it. It, yeah. It's like a portmanteau. But yeah, no, it, yeah, I, I wondered if it was that if that was like the uh, the time at which those two things sort of became intertwined. But apparently, apparently, that it's used that way fairly common. So if somebody says it's not brain surgery, you hear it's not rocket science, and vice yeah. versa. Uh, supposedly, it was George Bush that messed it up on a, in a conference and said it's not like brain surgery, a brain brain <laughs> science, brain science, or rocket. Yeah, which one did he say now? I can't remember which one he said, but he said one of them incorrectly. Um, <laughs> Don't they've been doing brain surgery for years? Like trepanning is a yeah, form of brain surgery. Lobotomies are a kind of brain surgery. You can any any chump can do brain surgery. Any uh, chump yeah. can do brain surgery. Yeah. You can do the surgery it, successful. You absolutely, I don't, think brain a, I don't think a lobotomy technically classes as brain oh, yeah, surgery. Definitely, very much it's a form of take... surgery, and it's on the brain. Brain yeah. destruction, maybe. Well, so was a lot of it. I mean, it, it depends whether or not you're classifying successful, you know, I mean, by that modern argument, by that surgery argument, on the brain as that. Well, I suppose just whacking somebody over the there head. There are complicated yeah, well, forms exactly. of it, but there's, like, there's been terrible brain surgery for far longer than there's been good brain surgery. Yeah. So it's strange yeah. to use it as like, this is difficult because it's just like anyone with a screwdriver can essentially perform brain surgery. So the phrase should be, it's not successful brain surgery. No, because lobotomies are still successful. Yeah, they do what they've set out to do, yeah. but just didn't they the actual win, didn't win lobotomies, interest behind it. Lobotomies were first brought about to end, was it schizophrenia or, or yeah. was it um it, Well, pretty much seizures. anything they couldn't be bothered. Um, you go up through the nose and you break the, the bridge between the two hemispheres of the yeah, brain, is that yeah, what it is? Like that. Yeah, grim. Although it did Great. Give us, it gave us quite a lot of uh, interesting psychological studies, lobotomy, because they talked to the patients afterwards and talked mm-hmm. about the whole separation of the two <laughs> halves of the brain. We really messed you up, didn't we? <laughs> Basically. What have you got to say for yourself? I rest my case. <laughs> Oxford University researchers compiled a list of ten of the most irritating and worn-out phrases. Is techie at the top of the list? <laughs> no. Oh, techies! <laughs> it's not rocket. The worst. It's not rocket science. Is actually at the top of the list. Uh, a few others like twenty-four-seven. Um, it's a nightmare. With all due respect, apparently that people, with get, all due people respect. get annoyed by that phrase. Understandably so. The one I was going to do this week is my number one at the moment, but I'm not going to say it because I'm probably going to do it next week. Nice. I'm not sure it's an idiom actually. Way to way to build tension. Yep. Right. It's definitely not an idiom. But so I'm just going to try just a phrase. Guess it. It's on a phrases and or idioms site, so it's pretty much good. No, it's a you, synergy. Can, you can use it next week. Yeah. Um, it's right. not synergy. Right? Oh right. So yeah, it's not rocket We're science. Not synergy right now. It's not rocket science. Kind of fell into common use around the 1980s, and nice. it does get attributed to football quite a lot. Do we have weirdly. a specific? 
No, other there. than that 1985 entry um, oh. in the Intelligentsia, whatever that was, the Daily Intelligentsia, 1985. That's the only real. But it has been used in other media and stuff since then, mm-hmm. and it's quite a common. It's quite a common phrase. You still hear it quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Hear, you hear it in 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 tropes. There's a famous skit by Mitchell and Webb where a brain surgeon and a rocket scientist meet each other at a party. That's quite a good uh, yes. a link to that. And they start they're just trying to one-up each other. Uh, yeah, I think right. all that's on YouTube as well, so right. I, don't, I don't feel bad about linking to that. Good. Sam, what was your idiom? On the cards. Took you a minute? Yep. That's on the cards. Yep. Good. Weird. Right. <laughs> so I've definitely heard this phrase, but I don't know how it's used. Okay. So what's on the cards for this evening? Yeah. <laughs> Debauchery! <laughs> Yeah, no. What are you a doing? night in at the Sims house. Yeah, you wouldn't know where it was used. I will now that Terence has just given me an example. Yeah, what, right, what's, on yeah, the, yeah. what's on the cards is just like what's on the cards. What's, what's Death. coming up? <laughs> like tarot card flip over at every occasion. Damn it! Yeah, but you just said tarot cards. I'm fairly sure that's what the origin's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, let's pretend I, I didn't, didn't say it. I didn't it. make the jump. Like, it's a good guess. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of sad that that's the thing. I was going. Well, I, I no, I don't know that, that is the origin. It's a bit like I, somebody I assumed you. that was the origin, and then I was going to find <laughs> try and find like, a joke. Ah, I look my phone for my notes. <laughs> Speedy pasta bolognese. <laughs> 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 like a recipe I wrote. <laughs> okay. Um, um, I'll put that in the notes. If you just carried one around and every time you says, so what's on the cards? And you just flipped it out. You just have to really remember. It's but like if somebody says, what's the time? And you say, time to die. Does but it? They can't it... be a stranger. Well, sometimes <laughs> if they are a stranger and then you laugh and actually give them the time, it's fine. Does it come from the magician's circle? So, uh, so magicians have this thing with decks of cards where most tricks and love things are all with decks of cards. They do love them. They've, got, yeah. they've just got houses made out of decks they of cards. Anyway, um, discovery. famous for their card tricks. And the, they often have a trick where they'll like write something on a card, hide it in a deck, and then it'll be the person's name or it's their invoice or something. And then it's a weird description of magic. But like, so <laughs> it's not magic. <laughs> Sam, Sam, there's no such thing as magic. It's sleight of hand. Why are they called magicians then? Hey, hey, you wouldn't have a name if it wasn't real, Adam. Why are they called magic tricks? <laughs> oh, sorry they they have this thing where in the magic circle none of them speak to each other when they meet and they all have to pass their notes by writing it on a card so they have to write whatever they want to talk about on a card and then pass it to the next person along and then everyone reads it and then they agree what they want to talk about but, is that but they talk about it by Chinese writing whispers. on the but yeah Maybe. I reckon it comes from that I reckon it comes from the magic circle and all passing notes to each other by writing it on cards and what's on the cards is just how they're going to discuss what what's going on in the day that's right. a good idea. Yeah, it sounds Don't good. Really it feels wrong, up, but, it's fine. but it could be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they all not talking to each other? Write it on the cards. We've already we'll call established, ourselves magicians because we're socially awkward. That the proper origin is probably tarot right. cards. I'm just trying to come but, up with something else. Going back to the Might media, not be. How, what do you think it means? Like it's on the cards. Do you take it, it to there's mean an, it's there's an element definitely of, happening? Or no, no, no. It's, there's a possibility that this could happen this evening. It's on the cards. So if all things line up right, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I just thought on the cards was an absolute. No, yeah. what's on the cards? For this I never evening? think it would be an absolute. It's on the cards for tonight. If you want an amuse bouche, then there is one. I've got them in the fridge, but okay. No, I, I usually I deal in absolutes, but then I am a Sith. So. Oh. oh Christ! Um, <laughs> but there'll be like seventy. It's probably about seventy percent sure that something's going to happen. Seventy percent because it's that nice thirty percent. Yeah, the lion share. So, <laughs> so is the origin the magician circle, or is it tarot cards, as we assumed it was? Um, seem, people seem to think tarot cards. Yeah, yeah. Terence was pretty what? on the nose with that. Oh, sorry. It's good. It's no, fine. It's fine. I wouldn't have come to, to that conclusion if I hadn't just said it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even You're kidding. Just, 
joking about it. But yeah, um, from the Oxford Dictionary of English Idioms, which I think we should reference more often, seems it has all the answers in it. Mm. says, um, this phrase probably refers to the practice of using playing cards or tarot cards to foretell the future. Playing cards or tarot cards? Oh. Leading on to another exciting point. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I looked into what tarot cards are. It's pronounced tarot. <laughs> yeah, no, invented by Jasper Tarot. Yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> but they were just a deck. Tarot cards were just originally playing cards, apparently. Right, okay. Like they, So I looked, because I thought they were just made straight up clairvoyancy things. Yeah. But no, it's like a full game and like lo- all across Europe, like they were just the cards that people played games with oh. and looked into it. And so you play games for use from about 15th century, apparently. Mm. And then there's games like tarot and other foreign names. Um, <laughs> and then in the late 18th, 18th century, it began to be used for divination. Oh. In the form of mm. tarotology or tarotology and cartomancy. Which oh, cartomancy. Cartomancy um, rings a bell. Yeah. Probably from Diablo. Yeah. But yeah, um, mm. but apparently, if you look into how the decks, how a tarot card is made up, mm. it has four suits, fourteen cards, numbered cards up to ten, and then four face cards and an ace. So it's essentially mm. just a proper deck of cards. Do they have four deaths and like four sons, or well, is it just? Yeah, I think well, so. Death will just mean death. Oh yeah, well, in the tarot way of I'm, I'm, interpreting it, it's like it doesn't have to mean death. It can be like like life again, like the death of one yeah. thing and moving on to another. I imagine that as they became to be used Change. for telling the future, which is obviously legit, then they just sort of, <laughs> rather than just like, oh, the king, like this is death, they'll just be like, it's actually death. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Like, it just says... You're going to have a bad Wednesday. Like, it's scary, just, like, it's got very literal as they've started. Yeah. I, I reckon it adapted like that, but I didn't look too much further into it. It also has a Trump suit. A Trump like, suit? Like as an additional suit, like which is where the concept of Trump An additional suit, not just like and th- like in, yeah. if you play Whist, you just nominate yeah. one suit to be a Trump card. has a separate Trump suit and a single card known as the Fool, so that must be where the Joker comes from. All right, wow. okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. What's the Trump suit then? Is it is it just called the Trump suit? It's not like Ace Jack. Yeah, it just eight. says a separate twenty-one card Trump suit. What are the suits? So every spades, so then spades, clubs, diamonds, and hearts. hearts. Yeah. Yep. Hearts, clubs, diamonds. So it's like does that varies does country it? to country? Yeah, that's not that's not universal. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and the, and what's on a face card is varies from country to country as well. Other ones, so other ones have much card. less regal things. So like queen, oh, uh, right. queen, king, knave, or jack. Like, oh, one with but, a face. Got yeah. it. Yep. Unless you've seen faces in numbers. So yeah, the other countries, like some of the Eastern Bloc countries, have different things on them. Cool. I don't have any examples of that. Fair. But I've, I knew that beforehand. I don't know why. Because if you feel like a club, like that symbol is, it feels a bit like, um, you know, the people who went over and, you know, like, and started, what am I on about? The Knights of the Templar and, and stuff like that. Templar. Oh, sorry, I went straight there, right? Yeah. Um, playing a lot of Assassin's Creed at the moment. Just, yeah, uh, I didn't notice you were playing that. Yeah, yeah it was the eight, Crusades, it was pounds and it's the pirate edition, so it's ah, great. It's yeah, just no. essentially pirate simulator with a terrible Assassin's game on the back. Wonderful. But the bits when you're on the boat, just like broadsiding people and just stealing things, with the sea shanties and things like yeah, that. Yeah, they just mm. sing constantly as you like, sail around. Yeah, <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> and you learn new songs. It's nine pounds it. at the moment. Everyone should buy it. So it's tarot cards then. I mean, I know that yeah. the sort of the sort of woolly, not scientifically based at all magic doesn't exist. Fortune telling sort of things have had a resurgence. But the recently. manipulation of people through whatever that you want yeah. them to see is a very real 
science, I suppose. Much, yeah. It's probably testable, right? You like it's, suggestibility, right? It's the um, horoscope sort of idea, isn't oh, it? Oh God, like have you seen the reading or whatever it's called? Yeah, you can have a, you can have, you can make somebody believe whatever they want, whatever you want them to believe, just with vague, woolly phrases like "you yeah. are a very determined person" and that sort of thing. Like, There's a I, famous psychological I've determined that. Oh, what yes. called, like Browning statement. Browning statement, yeah, because yeah. it's based on the study by Browning, oh, I think. A cold mm. reading. Oh, no. yeah. I was like, do you know somebody called Dave? Is there a, is there a Chris in your life? Yeah, you just start like, going, I is there a Chris? female in the room? And everyone's yeah. like, oh, yes. <laughs> and then you're like, all right, boom. Like, yeah. <laughs> Did you have a granddad? It's like, oh, what are you, a wizard? Yeah. <laughs> okay, he, and you see the person's about 16. You're like, is he, is, your grand, is, he, is he dead? Is your granddad dead? And he's like, no. Oh, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wheels about this. No, no, it's not that. They don't do that, though, do they? It's like, is your granddad dead? No. Oh, it can't be you then. It must be somebody else in the audience. It's Does like, anyone have a dead granddad? And it's like, yes. It's like, oh, God. Was he called Jim? It's like, no, that was mine. And it's like, oh, I'm okay. Jim. <laughs> Good. Do you got the origin of this? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. oh yeah, the idiom. <laughs> no, oh, no, wait. Because Ben isn't here. The idonym. 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 Um, so the interim. Idonym. <laughs> As I sort of got you, led you both into, people fully can't decide whether it means probable or destined, really. Like whether oh. whether it means it's going to happen or it might happen. Oh, but they okay. have very different meanings if you think about it. Yeah. Like on the cards is that. And annoyingly, I think it's annoying. No one else said that. That's just that's me putting my cast <laughs> on this. And the North American variant of this is in the cards. Not in the in cards. The card. <laughs> it's in the cards oh, because you're seeing the future in the cards. Yeah. Right, but that's annoying. But I didn't think that. When you said that, the... then I thought in the deck of cards, like yeah, yeah, it's unknowable. It's in the cards. It could, might happen potentially. It's, it's the preposition I don't want. But yeah, no, and that is uh, sadly much more common because it's American, and it therefore just in sheer weight of usage used it's, about a hundred times oh, more did, than. Do they cards. use it in the same way? Yep. Like tonight. Yep. It's, exactly. It's in the, the cards, <laughs> and they can't decide whether it's probable or destined either. Ah. <laughs> Back to some people reckon in the cards is just a bastardization of in the stars. Oh yes, which is from Julius. Caesar. Oh, that makes me feel better. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because right. that's also Cause... sort of destined and an in thing. Right. So the Americans have just got confused. Just essentially, reckoned in by people like us to make sense of it. So, but the earliest reference mm-hmm. which this dude found, and this hey, is a, dude. and this is a sort of like in the destined to happen train of thought. Right. I was in seventeen sixty four. Oh, okay. In a magazine from the from Britain, mm. say the Britain called from the Britain, the Gentleman's and Lung and London magazine, which is Ooh, shocking for the more discerning <laughs> gentleman, yeah. or people that want to pretend they live in London. And the quote is, it's as part of a much bigger thing that I'm not going to read because it's essentially old English. Um, but tis not in the cards, play how we will, to turn lords into bards. All right, right. But I don't like that as the earliest reference because <laughs> it's a rhyme. Yeah, and it does say in the cards, and I think it was just made to fit to the larger point of like this. The whole thing's about like the lords and stuff. London Magazine, seventeen eighty four. The quote is: "It's on about politicians at this point." It says, "It has long been the familiar saying of one of our oldest and wisest statesmen." In a quote, that it is not on the cards to save us. But he's referencing it as a long, well-known saying by that point. Uh, so we've just lost the trail of it by mm, that point. Right. And then in about 1840, it starts to be used as like the probable to happen, where it's in a magazine called Fraser's, which appears to be just about chess. What? And it says like, what blah, 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 can solve a checkmate in eight or something moves, blah, blah. But then they are told beforehand that the thing can be done. Mm. That is 
on the cards. On the cards. So it's definitive up until that point, and then after that, it becomes sort of like maybe. Did you yeah. say? Did you say on the cards came before in the cards? Yeah. Yeah. People seem to think so, but the first reference you you find a reference to in the cards before on the cards, sadly. But I think it's just because it rhymes. Yeah. Right. It sounds like it's just been made to fit that yeah. sentence. Speaking mm. of things that the Americans destroy, and the one Mustard. the one that Got always it. gets brought up is the whole. Um, um, could care less. Oh yes, oh, yep. yeah. You could care less. There's a whole David Mitchell sketch about that. Yeah, that's, David Mitchell rants about it all the time. So like good. he could care less. He could care less instead yeah, of you could, could care less. You say you do care. Yeah, um, but the one that gets me, which seems to have been, I don't know where it's come from, on accident. Uh, the phrase on no. accident. Yeah, no, no. no. This yeah, exists. Right. I'm this looking is from a... you both to both trying to figure. No, I've heard people say this. They say. It. Done it's it a, on accident. Yeah, yep. done it on accident. It comes from like the southern states, seemingly, but on accident is now a very common phrase. Over here? No, no, no. but it's getting adopted over here. This is oh. the thing. People have started to use it over here. It's by accident. It's oh. not on accident. On accident doesn't make any sense. Is that like saying uh, where people say could have done? Oh, could I could have. Could instead of. of could have. Yeah. So well, have been the auxiliary verb and and on being a, or of being a preposition, right? Yeah. Maybe. Welcome to yeah. three annoyed people of, complaining of about in, people misusing language. Of, in, by, that's preposition, right? right. To, and then auxiliary verb, we have to. So let's. <laughs> you know so another mean. example is if you're British, you tend to say something, like you, if you're queuing up for something, you say, oh, I'm in line for this thing. Yep. Americans say online for this no. thing. No. Yes, no, they do. Like when they say they're going to write someone. Yeah. I'm yeah, kind of just going yeah, to yeah. write them a letter. Like, yeah. I'm going to write someone. Or when people over or here say, can I lend something yeah, yeah can i like, lend something like can i borrow something but you yeah. don't mean borrow yeah mm. Mm. lend me a fiver borrow me a borrow me a i house. hate that phrase but i use it yeah, yeah. I, use, me I use it instinctively give me so i say i'm not gonna give, get it give, back give, give. <laughs> anyway <Yeah. laughs> give me some coffee you ready for this sam you ready for this and that's literally all i can take <sighs> is that like, what you just say at the end now yeah why okay thanks for joining us this what? week be sure to leave a review in iTunes, subscribe to us on YouTube and on the Overcast app. Who, Feel free to hit the star, he? get people talking about us behind our backs. You can find where us on I? Twitter and Instagram at um, Instagram. Oh, Instagram. 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 Oh, that's pretty grim. <laughs> at M-F-O-R podcast. Feel free to email us. Hashtag podcast. Cast at ZY.io. Relevant links from this episode are in the show notes and our individual social media accounts are available at the bottom. Terence now has right access. Bottom. Hashtag Ter- bottom. Terence now That's has... That's how you get an Instagram follower. Terence now <laughs> has... Hashtag bottoms. Terence now has access to the Instagram account. Yay! I apologize. It's just going to be bottoms. Bottoms everywhere! I still have access to it. I have a new phone since then. You do. do I have Instagram on here? I do I just took... I... Well, yeah, I sent a picture Install of you. Install it. You're on there I'll now. give you the password. Thanks for listening to Money for Old oh. Rope. Thanks for listening to Money for Old Rope. Thanks thank, for listening to thank Money you, for Old thank Rope. You. Thank no, you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thanks oh, for cheers, guys. Our Thanks, podcast is the best. Ostensibly, Thanks, Thanks, Adam. <laughs> about idioms. <laughs> this is going to be ben. so hard to edit. <laughs> so Keep hard going. To edit. <laughs> yeah, I like it when Derek Akora kind of left. Um, what was that show that he did? Most haunted. Most haunted <clears throat> with a vet, something fielding. Oh, um, that's really good. Have you seen the League of Gentlemen one with the uh, Pat Lazarou comes into the circus against this old lady <laughs> up, and he's just like, yeah, <laughs> he's like, uh, wait. He keeps saying, oh, I am now, I am now George, your husband. And, uh, well, <laughs> does your name? What is it? It's Mary. Mary! I, he said, uh, don't be sad. And he said, I'm not sad. Good, because he tells you not to be sad. <laughs>
Okay, I'm going. <laughs> I need to watch League of Gentlemen again. I've not watched that for years. Uh, great. Uh, did you watch the resurgence thing? It you? was great. It was creepy. It's really <laughs> wait, horrible. Wait, wait, this is the this is the they've redone it. They re relaunched it. Or they've yeah, no, they just did. It's essentially like a Christmas episode. I've not watched Ten it. Ten year recap. Don't spoil it. I've not I watched it, but I will absolutely watch it. I believe it. Eh? Um, speaking of Nicholas Lindhurst. I what? went back and watched Time Traveller Philanthropy. He keeps thinking that it, he, he still no. reckons it's a good series. Philanderer. Philanderer, not Ace of Time Traveller Philander. Good Night Sweetheart was a no, phenomenal it's series. Not. He provided it's for not. two it's families, terrible. to be fair. He did provide for two families. He One was of them an awful world. human. <laughs> did you know they did a special in 2016, which no. was like a few did years later it? edition? I watched it. I watched it on YouTube the other day when I discovered Damn. it existed. It wasn't a good show. No, it was the sort of thing that my parents would turn over. Like, I wanted to watch Big Break. And um, so it didn't generation get... <laughs> game. Which it, like, nobody would let me. What are you doing? Yeah, Again, I generation it. games coming out. Yeah, it, 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 it yeah, didn't. It was yes, there's a review of it on the BBC. But anyway, it didn't get phenomenal ratings. Nobody watched Shocking. it because <laughs> it's a bad series to begin with. Nobody watched Awful it. Awful concept. The premise is that he comes back to 2016, and it's worth watching just for the sake of. He went back to the 1990s or whenever it was. Now he goes back to 2016. Obviously, he's not seen like a smartphone. Yeah. Um. It's it's worth watching. Just oh, so he comes, he goes into the past, and then comes back into the no, wrong just, time frame. No, because quantum the, leaps that. At the end of Good Night Sweetheart, he stays in the past. That's the choice that he makes. Does he? And then he lives his life up until the nineteen eighties or something. And they're what? all like, "Oh, you predicted what? all this stuff. It's amazing." What happens to his kids? And then he jumps forward into the future. In the future, does he meet himself when he grows up? No, he meets. Covered? No, what was that sentence? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you're never going to watch this, are you? Right. No, so, no, he, no. so he goes to the hospital where he's going to be born in 1985, and he ends up accidentally holding himself, which causes like a weird time flip thing, and he gets and he gets sent he goes to the into future. an alternate universe where it's a good series. <laughs> the writing it becomes like The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> 